What's going on, y'all? We are back, literally, for season two of the RTJ show. Uh, we apologize for keeping you on a long delay from season one to season two, uh, but we had to take some time with our team to cook up uh, some awesome episodes and some enhancements for season two. And so without further ado, we're going to be dropping uh, one to two episodes per week so we can catch up for season two this year. And so stay tuned and take a look at part one of the Christian church versus Greekdom. Take a look. Today's sponsor comes from Herb and Eden. If you're looking for exclusive natural and organic wellness soaps, oils, scrubs, and other wellness products, you can receive a 15% off discount just from being one of our Smart Jewels listeners by clicking the link that is in our show notes and shop Herb and Eden. We are back yet again. We are back full and direct for uh, last two episodes, matter of fact, for the month of July. Uh, I'm your host, Julian Smart Rimple, uh, King Jules. Uh, you are locked and loaded in with us this Tuesday uh, here on Facebook Live uh, for the RTJ show, Run the Jewels Facebook Live show, uh, VidCast podcast series. Uh, tonight's episode is episode 127, uh, but we are going to be talking about tonight a very popular but controversial subject. Uh, so you're in for a treat. Uh, my special guests uh, that are locked and loaded, ready to go, uh, they're going to be uh, sharing with you uh, some very uh, healthy jewels and also some very well-needed and also well-suited jewels uh, for you all revolving around this subject of the Christian church versus Greekdom. Uh, you're going to be in for a treat. If you have not heard any of our episodes um, when we do talk about controversial subjects, especially within the Black community, uh, you're in for a treat. Uh, without further ado, uh, we're about to introduce our special guests uh, that are, are in and also are ready, locked and loaded for tonight's episode. Uh, both of these brothers uh, have been uh, very much so uh, supporters and jewels of the RTJ show uh, from last year in 2019 all the way to recently in 2020. And so uh, they are very familiar faces and also uh, supporters uh, for the RTJ show. And I'm about to bring them in one by one so they can introduce themselves to you personally. Uh, but we're going to start off uh, by bringing in uh, this uh, young man is, is out of Texas. Uh, the Lone Star State of Texas. Uh, he is married. Uh, he has he has children. So he is a father. Uh, he is a black father at that. Uh, definitely a minister, an entrepreneur in his own right. And I already know uh, he's going to be a future author. And so I'm about to bring in uh, none other uh, than Mr. Uh, John Stevenson Jr. John, can you hear me, bro? I can hear you very well, man. I hear you over there gassing me up, man. <laughs> You know that's how we got to do it, man. We we got we got to get you off right. Hey, I appreciate the love. You call me a future author, man. What? Hey, look, we we gonna see what God do, bro. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, bro, before we 
we uh we start off this live. I know you're gonna be on the show uh, next week with your wife, and so for those who haven't uh, watched uh Brother John's episodes previously, I'm I'm actually probably gonna drop them in the links of the comment section too, so you can get familiar with this brother. But John, tell them a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh what what do you do, and also uh, why this is an important subject to you, bro. Uh man, so so yeah, like you said, man, John Stevenson Jr. Um, born and raised in Colleen, Texas. Colleen, Texas, about an hour north of Austin, Texas, which we all know is the capital of Texas. Um, uh, graduated from the University of North Texas in 2013 with a bachelor's degree in integrated studies. Um, uh, I gave my life to Jesus Christ in 2012, shortly before I graduated. And man, I've been running with God ever since, man. Um, I was recently this year called into the ministry to preach the gospel of the lord jesus christ um officially so i thank god for for that um so everything i do um is all about pushing the kingdom of god man that's all i care about man i recently became an entrepreneur i have my own clothing brand um called the shepherd's wool it's a winter wear line currently we're selling t-shirts uh to help continue to fund this winter wear but our main goal is to to help uh clothe the homeless man so every time you buy one of our products we're giving a product away to the homeless uh, come this winter um to answer your question about why this topic is so important to me um i think it's very important because i've learned about myself one thing i despise more than just about anything is deception um i don't like when people are operating um in a way to which they're believing something that's not true. And that's in any facet of life, man. Um, I don't like kids believing in Santa Claus because Santa Claus is not real. I don't like kids believing in the tooth fairy because the tooth fairy is not real. I don't believe in people believing lies. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe in that, man. So um, I, as I grew in Christ and as God opened my eyes, he showed me that that Greek life truly is a land of deception. Um, there were so many things that were promised to us when we joined. I know Julian, you can you can attest to this. There were a lot of things that were promised to us before we joined. And then when we got in, um, it was like, yeah, we promised these things, but you kind of got to work towards them and get them yourself. Uh, even though we made it seem that it would be this kind of handout or, or whatever. Um, and just all sorts of things, man. Uh, we were told that it was of God and we did nothing but things that were ungodly. So um, I don't like deception, man. And I think this is one of the biggest deceptions um, in our world today that we are operating under thinking that God is OK with it. And he is absolutely not. And then we don't understand the issues that are going on in our life that are directly tied to being in these organizations. And we're wondering why X, Y and Z won't stop happening in my life or why X, Y and Z is not happening. Right. And a lot of things are directly tied to. Um, our connections to these these organizations, man. So that's why I I'm very passionate about this uh, this particular topic, man. Yeah, and you're right, bros. It's, it's definitely a lot that we're gonna be diving in tonight. Uh, for those that are tuning in, you just heard from uh, my brethren, my brother uh, John Stevenson Jr., uh, who's gonna be one of uh, the three special guests that we have for tonight's very special episode, episode 127 the Christian church versus Greekdom. 
Uh, we're about to bring in my second uh, special guest. He's a very familiar face. He dropped a ton of jewels. The internet was hating on this brother and his wife. Uh, they literally uh, came in uh, with the power uh, to drop on, on you all on their testimony that they shared. Uh, they're both uh, two dynamic, uh, a, a dynamic couple, uh, entrepreneurs in their own right, uh, definitely are into saving lives, not just with their professions, but even, of course, for the kingdom. And so I'm about to bring in uh, Brother Thomas McLean. And, and Thomas is very familiar to the show. Uh, he is he is uh, literally coming back around, too. He said he couldn't get enough of RTJ. But Tom, <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Thomas McLean. Um, I am a father of four. I um, I um, denounced Phi Beta Sigma um, last year. Um, my wife also denounced Zeta Phi Beta. Uh, we've been married for 15 awesome years. Um, um, I just want to share with people just what I've learned after coming out. You know, the big thing is uh, understanding and clear, clear, clear thoughts um, and just having clarity on the things that's going on and the things that you connected to. Um, like I said, um, I've been um, I was in the fraternity for 20 years. So I've seen a lot, I've done a lot, I've experienced a lot. Um, but you know, all in all, once God tweaks your heart, it kind of pricks your heart, you you have no re no reason or no uh, no ability to say, you know what, that ain't true, that ain't true, or allow yourself to ignore the information and the knowledge that God has presented to you. You have to digest that, that information and say, you know what, God, um, I, I, I see myself. I see what you're talking about. I, I see in the scriptures what you're talking about. And for a long time, I, I was in denial. I, I was just like what um, the brother said. Uh, uh, it's not that serious. It's, 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 it's just an organization. But when you start to read and you start to pray, you start to ask God to reveal you to yourself, then, of course, he reveals those things, some intricate things that may make you have to take a stumble or have to take a look back at all things that you have agreed to and connected to. So you got to be in a place where you're open enough for God to be able to speak to you. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. And and I forgot to mention, I met uh, Brother Thomas and his wife uh, at one of our recent um, conferences that we both, uh, all three of us spoke at here in Atlanta, Georgia. So shout out uh, to Out From Among Them Ministries and actually uh, John, I met him just literally through the World Wide Web here on Facebook. He and his wife, both dynamic uh, uh, individuals in their own right. And we we decided to cross paths last year. And this other uh, young gentleman, uh, by way, he is definitely going to be uh, dropping a ton of jewels that I'm about to bring in in a second. I met this brother in uh, Dallas, Texas last year at the Come Out uh, conference uh, hosted by Lorena uh, Williams. And so uh, we definitely hit it off. We were actually uh, roomies. Uh, this brother is very um, Im important uh, to not just his own ministry, but even uh, to the kingdom uh, by sharing uh, all of the jewels uh, that he's going to be talking about this evening. And he is also a man of the cloth. And so I'm about to get ready to bring in uh, brother uh, Pastor Anthony Burrell. And, and can you hear us? Yes, I can, Doc. Thank you so much, man. Uh, uh, it's an honor to be on your program tonight. Thank you for inviting me. And man, I didn't know this thing would show me this clearly. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked five miles this morning. I'm still feeling it in South Florida. So. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, man, listen, God is good. Uh, thank God for Brother Stevenson. Thank God for Brother McLean. And thank God for you, Brother Julian. Uh, this has been a journey, and it's been a great one. Uh, uh, if I had to give a Cliff Notes version of what transpired in my life, uh, I have a brother who's very deeply involved in Freemasonry. And in a time of prayer, in a time of seeking God, uh, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, uh, 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 allow me to witness and share and help my brother to get out of Freemasonry. And God spoke to me so clearly. I mean, it, it, it almost took me aback when he said, you want your brother out of Freemasonry, you need to get out of that fraternity. And I'm like, wow. And that was the beginning of a journey. I want to thank uh, uh, God for uh, Sister G. Renee, uh, part of the Out From Among Them ministry. Uh, she really led me and, and guided me and uh, helped me to go uh, through the renunciation process. And so many people, it, it's, it's as if the wool has been pulled across their eyes. Uh, I shared with a young lady yesterday, you have so many pastors and ministers and, 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 and deacons and church leaders. And uh, it, it, it's no wonder to, to me that the church uh, in a lot of places and a lot of situations is as anemic as it is because uh, we're compromised. We're compromised. Instead of, uh, of seeking the Lord uh, uh, wholeheartedly, uh, we, 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 we're just going along to get along. And God is not pleased with that. So uh, thank you for this forum tonight. And thank you for getting uh, me together with these three other brothers that we can share, you know, what God has been doing in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know we're all, we're all four uh, um, uh, kings on this broadcast this evening. And so for those that are just tuning in with us, uh, you just heard uh, from Pastor Anthony and also uh, from my uh, uh, two guests, um, uh, John and also uh, Thomas, uh, who are going to be dropping uh, some jewels for episode 127, the Christian church versus Greekdom. Uh, if you uh, are not well-informed, you are definitely gonna be well-informed by tonight's episode on uh, why this is definitely a controversial subject for those who are believers or non-believers. Uh, you probably heard uh, this conversation or this topic of discussion in passing or directly. And so uh, all four of us are definitely uh, men of faith and also uh, kings uh, under our, our Lord and Savior, Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. And so uh, we're definitely going to be uh, diving back and peeling back the layers of this controversial subject. And so, and so um, <clears throat> I know all three of you gentlemen uh, definitely um, denounced uh, the same uh, fraternity organization, uh, Phi Beta Sigma. And I know uh, from when we discussed uh, amongst uh, our own uh, uh, Facebook channels that we, we definitely wanted to talk about like how uh, prevalent uh, sigmas uh, are really when it comes to uh, the church and also in uh, black churches. And so uh, either one of you three, I would, I would want to start off the, the panel discussion of talking about like, uh, why, why do you uh, feel uh, that this is uh, very much so a controversial subject for pastors and ministers uh, that are uh, sigmas or even any of the fraternities 
uh, fraternity members and uh, why they can literally um, be looked at sort of as controversial with them being uh, in a, a, a leadership position and also teaching the word of God, uh, being in these organizations. Well, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to go first if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the biggest issues um, that comes into play is um, there's this unspoken belief that we could separate the good things that we do in these organizations uh, from the demonic aspect of it. Well, I threw that word out there pretty quick. I'm sorry. Uh, but we, we, we think that um, even even like when we were in undergrad and we were in these organizations, whether it was Phi Beta Sigma, Alpha Phi Alpha, Omega Psi Phi, whatever it was, there was always this, this distinguishing factor of, oh, well, this chapter does this, but we don't get down like that. Um, they may be about partying, but we're about the community service and all these different things. So there's this, un there's this mentality that we can separate the good from the bad in this one organization when the truth of the matter is it's all bad. Uh, it's all not of God. Um, so then when you start talking about, uh, and, and this is respect to anybody that is a pastor or, or an apostle or, or that is a leading a congregation, I think what happens is we end up in these leadership roles in God um, uh, and and we think that as long as we're not participating in the negative and we're not pushing the negative of the organization, it's OK for us to still be associated with it. when we're not realizing that we've already come to these demonic covenants uh, with these spirits by by virtue of us joining, going through these pledging processes and things like that. Um, uh, so there's there's this mental or this idea that we could separate the two. And it's and it's not true. So then what ends up happening as a result is I, as Pastor Stevenson, who was a member of Phi Beta Sigma, uh, I may come to church with my line jacket on and I preach a good word and it be a sound word. So now the people that are in the pulpit that I mean, or that are in the congregation that may be a freshman in college or what have you, they say, oh, I look up to Pastor Stevenson uh, and he's a man of God and he, he's an, a member of Phi Beta Sigma. So now I can go join. And then we go through all the ungodly processes of it and now that's one other person that is over in this this ungodly covenant so um it's, it's really important for for those that are in these leadership roles deacons and and ministers and pastors and things like that to come out because by virtue of the position that we're in because people honor it they'll take everything that we say and do as gold and as okay and then they'll go follow up and, and do it, not realizing what they've gotten themselves into. Yeah, and that's that's real. Just like you said, Jay, and, and not realizing uh, what uh, we all uh, had gotten ourselves into, whether we were uh, believers uh, at the time before we had crossed into all of our fraternities or whether we weren't. Uh, that's something that we have to really uh, sit with at the end of the day. Uh, what about you, Tom? What, what are some of your thoughts on some of the controversy behind uh, pastors or, or clergy and leadership and being a part of these organizations. Um, I think that, you know, just what um, Minister Stevenson said just a few seconds ago is that I think a lot of us have a mindset that, well, I'm not participating in the negative part of it. I'm just doing the good parts. I'm, I'm volunteering. I'm giving to the homeless. I'm 
doing um sleep out for the homeless i i'm doing the march of dimes walk i'm doing the things that you know we should be doing as christians but we got to understand that you you can't separate half bad and 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 say okay well i'm only a part of this part of the organization i'm not a part of the other part of the organization and so you got to understand when you join you join all of it um you you don't just join the the good parts, but you join everything about it. So if they are worshiping idols or they are doing idol worship, guess what? You are part of that idol worship because as long as you are a part of it, you are saying that it's okay. You're saying that oh well, um, it's okay to to, to worship Minerva. It's okay to worship Osiris. It's okay to worship um, these gods and goddesses. It's okay. Uh, no matter what your mindset is, is that well I didn't go to the ritual service. It doesn't matter because when you say that I, all my love I give to whatever fraternity or sorority, guess what? You encompassing everything, and and you got to understand that um, the, um, it, in the Bible it says um, the, the the leaven of the, the Pharisees is, is bad. So you got to understand that it's not just one part of what they're saying; it's all of what they're saying. So you can't say, well, it, it, it's just this part that I'm dealing with that I'm only. Um, interacting with on the only thing that i'm connected to but no um my grandmother used to tell me when i was going a little leaven um leavens the whole bread or a little leaven messes up the whole bread so if i just give a little leaven or or i put a little of um idol worship i put a little of demonic thoughts or, or satanic worship guess what it's going to destroy the whole loaf it's going to destroy all of it so we can't be in a place where we say, well, um, I, I didn't do that this way. I, I, I'm just a part of the good parts of the fraternity or good parts of the sorority. But understanding and when you stand in agreement with that fraternity and sorority, you stand in agreement with everything that that fraternity and sorority is encompassing. Yeah, that's real. Just like you said right there, Tom, it's, it's everything, not just certain select parts of uh, when it comes to what you want to uh, pick and choose uh, what what you're taking in versus what you're uh, shelving back out. And that's that's what all of us definitely had to realize. I know, Pastor Ant, uh, you you probably uh, have the most um, uh, sound advice since being uh, a part of Phi Beta Sigma, the longest out of out of all three of Tom, uh, Anthony and I'm not Anthony, I'm Tom and also John. And so uh, what what are what are your thoughts on, especially for what uh, I know you shared with your testimony and being in a position of leadership. Do you see that it is any controversy of being in a position of leadership in the church and being involved uh, with a fraternity or even a sorority? Or what are your thoughts on that? Ant? That question is directed to me, Brother Julia. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I can say locally here in uh, South Florida, uh, we have a lot more uh, Omega men and a lot more kappas than we do sigmas. And I know that varies depending on where you live, that kind of thing. But I'll give you an example of the type of conflict we've faced. Uh, this weekend, God called home John Lewis. And of course, John Lewis was a member of Phi Beta Sigma. And, and, and people will want to, you know, uh, 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 aren't you a member of the same thing he was in? And, and you know, God can use that as an opportunity to share uh, 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 my faith and also let people know that is a part of my past life. Uh, and, and one of the things that God has done for me, Julian, is I'm not so hard on people that I'm uh, witnessing to and wanting them to come out of the fraternity because uh, I was a part of it for 36 years. 
long time, 36 years. And I had literally not seen the light myself until, uh, you know, I prayed that prayer, asking God to allow me to be able to share with my own brother. So, uh, and, and I will share with anybody. Uh, one of the things that is uh, so critical in the life of a believer is you have to be anchored in God's word. You know, uh, there are many people, and as a pastor, I, you know, I, I experienced this uh, down through the years. There are people, uh, uh, I don't have any problem with reading a long scripture passage on Sunday prior to launching into the message because there are people who have not engaged God's word since the last time they heard me read the scripture the previous week. Mm. Now, that sounds almost criminal, but it's true. It's true. My former pastor used to say it like this. He said, if everyone in America would open their Bibles at the same time, there'd be a dust storm, you know, <laughs> because some of them just literally have not been opened. So uh, uh, the same way God speaks to us individually, uh, the only way he's able to do that if is we make ourselves uh, available to him. Uh, a verse that God has just really made real to me is uh, Joshua chapter 23, beginning at verse number six. And he says these words, therefore be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. I know that this is something that uh, we talk about a lot with couples uh, because uh, both of you all came to the revelation uh, at different times uh, before you both uh, made the decision uh, to come out of, of Phi Beta Sigma and also Zeta Phi Beta. So uh, talk to us a little bit from your perspective on like uh, why it is important uh, to be uh, on the same page with your spouse, especially uh, if this is a decision that the Holy Spirit is leading them to, uh, like talk to uh, the audience about how did you get to making that decision on behalf of your family? Um, I think a lot of it, it came, um, like I said, she came before, she decided to denounce uh, a couple of years before I did. And I was in the yeah, mindset, well, yes. I, I, I'm not, in, I'm not involved. Um, I, I haven't been to a, a ritual service. I haven't been to nothing in years, but you know, then, um, a scripture kept coming up, um, about being unequally yoked. And so with being unequally yoked, you got to understand that it's a, it's a responsibility, um, that, we both understand that we have to be in the same mindset. We have to walk the same path because the Bible says a divided house will fall. And so when all everything started coming out, I started looking at things and, and just finally opened my heart to be able to hear what God is saying, was saying to me in that season that I had to say, you know what, God, I understand. I, I hear what you're saying. And so, um, and when I just thought back about the rituals and things that happened, she kept bringing it up. Oh, what about the rituals? And truth be told, I didn't really remember a lot of it because it had been 20 years and I hadn't been really in it. So um, so a couple of um, videos I watched on YouTube, a couple of things I read, and um, it brought me to Exodus 20 and 4, which says, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the under the earth, and what we understand that the goddess and goddesses of these fraternal sororities are carved images that we often uh, um, worship, or we often uh, pray homage to, and it's the same thing that Israelites had done um, uh, 
uh, the golden the golden calf. And so when we understand that there's a there's an understanding and a responsibility as the head of the household, as as the 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 the, the male or the, the husband of the house, you have to set the standard. You have to make sure that what you are allowing to um happen in the house that it is according to what God has asked you to do. And so you got to understand when you're making decisions that you make the decisions that's not going to take away the blessings that God has for your family. And so we're just thinking about that and here my wife, you know, a very intelligent, beautiful woman that I, that God has blessed me with. Um, and I, I cherish that every day that, you know, just her, her desire for God and her push for God is so amazing um, that um, I started listening and God just started speaking to me and showing me different things about the fraternity, showing me different things about just things that was happening and things that I had connected myself to. And to the point that I said, you know what, God, you ain't got to say nothing else. I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm, I'm out. And so when I made that decision, like I told her, you know, I said, you know what? I'm out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm denouncing. I'm sending everything I, I bought back to him if I can. And so that's what I did, because at that moment, that's when God started revealing more things to me, started lightening the load. Um, days became brighter, you know, sadness, all this stuff went away. And it was more so that, wow, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited about life. I'm excited about doing things. I'm excited about this. So it, it, it takes a load off of you almost to the point that he removes the uh, the clouds out of your out of your vision. He re removes the, the the hurt and and the pain and the different things that you've experienced from um, out of your way and to the point that now we just enjoy life. God is just blessing us uh, over and over and over again. And it's amazing what happens when you decide to that you're going to serve Him above anything else. Yeah, and just like uh, you both. Uh, pointed out and we want to make sure that uh, we are being the leaders in the heads of our household for those who are married. I know I'm a single brother. All three of you are married men. And I know the weight that you all carry on your shoulders uh, is definitely uh, a hefty load of being a man and also being a black man that happens to be a king of uh, and a priest of your household. And so, uh, Anthony, talk to us, too, just like what Thomas was saying, like, uh, how did you get support from your wife uh, when you were looking to make the decision uh, on behalf of uh, coming out of Phi Beta Sigma and talk to us about like how was that um, conversation and also that support uh, throughout your process of coming out? I'm fortunate in that my wife was a debutante as, okay. a, as a teenager, but she never played. So uh, that was not an issue. You know, in our home, I was the only uh, a member of a Greek organization. And, you know, I, I thank God for uh, a, a Christian wife because as I shared with her what God was and how God was speaking to me and she, you know, was there to affirm what God was doing in my life at that time. So I can I can be appreciative of that. And, and it makes me, uh, you know, appreciate even more what God is doing in uh, someone like Brother McLean's life, where both he and his wife were involved in Greek organizations. And, you know, as uh, when we served in, uh, you know, in Sigma, we claim that's the only true brother-sister organization. And I don't know, uh, he may share with us if that even had a hand in the two of them meeting and, and, and bringing them together. So, uh, again, in that regard, Brother Julian, I was blessed that that was a fight that I didn't have to uh, that was a battle that I didn't have to fight. 
I got you. I got you. And I know it, it varies based off of each household. And just like just like Thomas says, uh, a household divided uh, cannot stand. And so luckily and thankfully <laughs> that you had the support because we do know all all three of us, all four of us, matter of fact, that there are plenty of stories out there where uh, the husband or the wife can get the call first. And then uh, the other person may be not as supportive and sometimes even in a sabotage um, mindset to get you to not make the decision for the household to come out. And so, uh, Jay, we're going to come to you uh, also with this, because I know uh, we've talked about this last year. Like, um, why do you think it's so difficult uh, for um, especially married couples um, to sometimes um, trust in one person's revelation that they received from the Holy Spirit to come out of the organization uh, versus uh, being able to sometimes be combative or to not trust that this is actually the Holy Spirit speaking uh, to uh, this individual in the marriage uh, versus it just being their own will of wanting to come out. Um, I think I think the, the key word you used is individual. Um, so I see it this way. Uh, one reason I believe is because um, just like all four of us gave our lives to Jesus Christ at different times, at different places in our lives and things like that. God is speaking to all of us individually. So um, now don't get me wrong. Of course, God uses man and woman to 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 share his word and give revelation and things like that. Absolutely. But we all have to get that revelation when we when we when we get it, if, if that, if I can put it in those words. So God may show it to me um, and tell me to share it with my wife, but then God is still going to have to go work on her because again, she may not be, be uh, just uh, as receptive. Um, another, I think aspect of it is um, just like uh, 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 Thomas can, can probably attest to this. Um, his experiences in Sigma were different than her, his wife's experiences in Zeta. Same thing with me. The things I did in Sigma may not be exactly the same things that my wife did in Zeta. Um, so she, so that other person, whoever you know, your spouse may be, whether it be your husband or your wife, um, they may feel as if no, 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 you tripped out when you was in your organization. I wasn't tripping, so God ain't telling me to come out. And it could be one of those types of things. So they may feel like the only reason you're wanting to come out and, and all that sort of stuff is because you feel convicted for the things that you personally did in the organization. Um, because that's some of the things that you'll see on YouTube videos when people are arguing back and forth in your comments, uh, when you make a denouncement video and they're saying, you know, Hey, you can't blame the organization for how you feel and the things that you did in the organization. The organization is fine. Your experience was just bad. And the truth of the matter is we're saying, no, 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 this is not even about my experience. This is about the word of God and the revelation that he has given me about the organization that we're all in. Yeah, I'm sharing my experiences, but my experience is just a part of my testimony to explain why I personally came out in the grand scheme of why all we why we all need to come out. Because also, though our situations are different, there are a lot of similarities. I'm pretty sure me and Thomas can sit down for about maybe 10 minutes, just 10 minutes and talk about our experiences in Sigma. And though they'll be different, I guarantee you there will be a lot of similarities outside of the pledging process. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I think it's just those, that, that idea of we're all individuals and God is working with all of us individually at, 
at different times. So one person may not just be as readily to receive it because, I mean, at the end of the day, we all got to stand before God by ourselves. So even with that concept in place, even on this earth, we are standing before God by ourselves. And God has given us revelation one individual at a time. Um, and he's given it to us in a way that we can receive it because all of us have different perspectives and experiences in life, no matter how similar our lives are. I know that a lot of times um, we think that we're by ourselves uh, in this in this decision that we all came to the conclusion of uh, all three of you gentlemen and being able to make the decision to come out of Phi Beta Sigma. And y'all know my journey and testimony of coming out of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. And so um, definitely uh, we all, as John said, had to have to stand before God and, and Christ, especially on Judgment Day, uh, to be able to uh, give an account for our lives and our decisions that we chose to make or not make. And then uh, on top of this, uh, which uh, we definitely want to talk about with you, Pastor Anthony, uh, talking about this very controversial uh, issue, especially knowing uh, that the late and great uh, uh, Georgia Congressman John Lewis uh, was a member of Phi Beta Sigma, and then also uh, C.T. Vivian, that also uh, is uh, one of the most historic uh, activists um, that walked with King too, uh, that was a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Uh, Pastor uh, Anthony, can you talk to us about, especially with the church and uh, Freemasonry, um, and also um, how uh, some of the ties uh, with Freemasonry and especially the church and the black church uh, with Prince Hall Freemasons uh, is very much so uh, one of those underlying hush hush things we really don't talk about or really don't uh, address when it comes to uh, people that are, in, are involved in Freemasonry that are in positions of leadership in the church. Can you speak a little bit towards why or why this should not be done uh, in reference to not be not be talked about uh, out more outward outwardly even more? Well, I, I tell you, if you want to stir up a hornet's nest, uh, <laughs> he starts speaking about Freemasonry in the, in the African-American church. Uh, uh, I think it was the January. So you're leading into, you know, the Thanksgiving Christmas season of 2015. You know, you're planning for your next year and that kind of thing. So I'm seeking the Lord. What do you want me to talk about? And the Lord told me he wanted me to teach on Freemasonry. Mm. And man, I taught for three weeks. Three weeks, three, three, three. Wow. And I had people saying that I taught three months and 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 how bad I was bashing organization. No, all I did was to here's what Freemasonry says, here's what the Bible says. And you you'd be you'd be astounded at the people who could not say, Well, what God says takes precedence and, and preeminence over what anyone else says, but uh, you know how we always uh, talk to young people about peer pressure. Well, life has taught me, and I just celebrated my birthday last week, 61, uh, old people experience peer pressure also. You know, that's why I found uh, uh, some of the uh, men and the women that I've been witnessing to and sharing to find such a hard time of being able to cut the ties and come out of uh, these organizations is because you know, what are my friends are going to think? And, you know, I've been in for a long time and, and the whole thing. But again, I would just tell people to open up your eyes, open up your eyes. I mean, uh, Sunday schools 
students know who Baal is, you know, the Canaanite fertility god. It's in the Bible, you know. And uh, one of the one of the secret names that Freemasons are taught is the name Jabulon, uh, J-A-B-U-L-O-N, Jabulon. And the Jah is short for Yah, from which we get Yahweh, the covenant God of Israel. The bull is Baal, and the on uh, is a synonym for Osiris. And so here you are, you got a Canaanite fertility God being combined with our God and also an Egyptian God. And when you read the Ten Commandments, it says, thou shalt have no other God before me. The word can be translated besides me. You know, God doesn't have any rivals. You know, he's God. He's God all by himself. And uh, all you got to do is keep reading your word. Keep reading your word. And God comes down so strong against idolatry. And that's mm. what we have in a lot of our churches. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Pastor Anthony, especially uh, in a lot of churches where they they I know I know no, uh, not to uh, throw any shade your way because we know you're a pastor. But we do know that there are tons of, of churches that worship their pastor, uh, possibly even more uh, than Christ them, himself. And so uh, we do want to, of course, uh, uh, peel back the layers on when it comes to the way that churches uh, view their leadership, especially uh, when it comes to them being ministers or messengers of the word of God, uh, Thomas or or John, uh, you you either one of you brothers can chime in on this. Like, did you see uh, any discrepancies with when you actually, as Pastor Anthony was saying, was studying uh, the word of God for yourself and not just listening uh, to a little um, uh, increments that the pastor or even uh, possibly uh, that even uh, your uh, fraternity brothers or even your organization uh, infused uh, into their ritual books or even into the organization itself, like when you actually were taking time to have the Holy Spirit uh, really show you uh, what the word means and how um, some things can look contradictory, especially uh, within the organization's um, putting in different uh, excerpts from scripture. So uh, what are your thoughts, uh, Thomas, on when uh, people are saying that they're studying the word but are not seeing uh, the scripture for what it actually is telling them uh, with with this controversial subject? Like, what are your thoughts on why, you, why do you think people do see it versus why do you think they're sometimes blinded to not realizing any discrepancies between what Phi Beta Sigma is saying when it comes to uh, the word uh, being used in the organization versus to what the Bible is actually uh, wanting you to get out of it from reading it as a believer? So um, I think it's two things I see. Um, one is is pride. Pride mm -hmm. is probably the, the, the major thing that causes a person to believe that they know more than God. So they believe that they know more than what the Holy Spirit is telling them. So they're like, oh, well, well, I know better. I know the, the, the fraternity is not that bad. I know what I've seen, what I've what I've read, I know what I, I've heard. So there, it's not possible for it to be the fact that uh, this fraternity is bad. Um, considering that the people that started some of the fraternity, they um, like our fraternity, five minute sigma. One of them was a minister. So you're looking at you know some with Freemasonry. Um, so you're also looking at the pride of a person. Uh, pride comes. The Bible says pride comes before the fall, and so. 
pride allows a lot of us to be in a place where we don't hear from God. It shuts our ears from being able to hear from God. And then it's another scripture that um, it talks about God give me a heart of flesh, which a heart of flesh means that our heart that God is able to mold, our heart that, that is receiving, able to be um, taught, able to be um, rebuked and, and corrected, a heart that's willing for God to, to make them over, uh, willing to hear from God. And so it's important that when you start looking at fraternity and looking at things that's going on, that you don't only have a prayer where it's a one-sided prayer, which is what a lot of us do. We pray, we talk to God, we tell him what we want, we tell him what's going on, and then we get up. At some point, you got to have a prayer where it's just silence, where you just want to hear from God. So you got to pray and allow God to speak to you, allow God to reveal things to you. And that's the only way you're going to truly get understanding about fraternity, sorority and things you're doing in life is that you allow God to speak to your heart instead of you trying to speak to God um, on a constant basis. Yeah. And that's that's so true right there, especially uh, when when it comes to taking time for yourself. We all. Uh, have talked about this individually and also even collectively uh, with our group um, that sometimes the Holy Spirit is tugging at your heart even before uh, you even get to making this decision, especially if you are, let's say, a, a true believer in Jesus Christ. And so, John, like what what um, moment do you remember when the Holy Spirit actually was tugging uh, at your heart uh, to allow you or what scripture uh, did he even take you to? in order to really see uh, some of the errors or as Thomas said, some of the pride uh, that you may have been ex exhibiting to allow you to not see uh, that this does not uh, amount to being what God's will is for my life or even uh, being a believer and also being a part of this fraternity of Phi Beta Sigma. Uh, well, I, so, so when I, so I'm not sure about uh, pastor, Pastor Anthony or, or Brother Thomas has how, where they necessarily were um, in their in their relationship with Christ. Whenever they they joined, um, they might have mentioned it, but I but I kept getting kicked out the group, so I I might have missed it. Um, but I was I was a full blown heathen when I pledged. Um, I was I wasn't even a tiny bit fake saved. Um, I, I grew up in church and things like that. And my dad's a pastor. Um, and I remember my dad warning me about, uh, about or these organizations. Cause my dad was, a was, a, a in Freemasonry. tree. Uh, he was a worshipful master and everything. Like, I mean, he talking about, he was big dog Mason. Um, so he warned me about it, but, um, I went and did it anyway, because I was a sinner. I, I was unsaved. I wanted to do it. Um, so I, now when, when it talks about the moment when God started showing it to me, I can't even say he gave me a scripture, bro. And that's just me being honest. Um, I can't remember a scripture being exactly what kind of triggered it for me. I think it was more so a, a sincerity in me. Um, I kind of went through that really bumpy stage in, in Christianity with my first year to where I was like, I'm saved for real, but I still want to like hold on to my friends and, right. and things right. like that. Um, and it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Hey God, like, enough is enough. Like I'm done. I'm done playing. And as I just, um, attended Bible study and worship service and, and, and sat under the word of God and things like that. Um, God just started opening my eyes to things and I just started seeing things for what they really were. Um, again, like I said, I can't take it back to a specific scripture, but, um, I just started noticing that 
there were certain things that we were doing in the organization that I just couldn't be a part of. So um, matter of fact, I do know when the, when one of the moments was um, it was during um, uh, like a party or a step show or something. And it came down time for us to line up and start strolling. And I, I was thinking about the strolls that some of the strolls that we were doing. And I had made up in my mind that I wasn't going to do certain strolls because during certain strolls, there will be certain acts that I just knew weren't, weren't godly. Uh, they were sexually provocative and things like that. Or there were certain chants that I just could not open my mouth and say anymore because, hey, listen, I'm saved now. And I can't keep, you know, referring to female's anatomy out loud, unashamedly, and, and call myself a believer. Like, I just can't do those sorts of things. So it's like once I gave God, I guess, that little inch, he was like, oh, I'm going to take my mile. Let me start showing you some more. And then the next big thing was, hey, so you know I'm not cool with this uh, this this set thing, right? Like, y'all are literally, like, bringing these boys in and y'all are beating on them. Like, I'm not okay with that. Like, you know I'm not good with that, right? And I decided to stop going to set. And then from there, just different things started happening. Um, and it got to the point to where I was about to dean a line. And I had made up in my mind that I wasn't going to dean it like, I had got deaned and had other people had deaned it. It was going to be more of a, a scholarship type thing. Um, yeah, we'd meet up late at night or whatever, but I would teach them the Sigma information and they ain't finna do homework. They may do some push-ups or something, right? But like, I'm not putting a bunch of people in the cut because God's not going to be okay with that. And, 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 and God content, he like blocked it, blocked it, blocked it, blocked it. Every time we tried to have set, something happened. Every time we tried to get these boys signed on paperwork, something happened. And I had to pull them all to the side and say, listen, I can't push this line through fellas. Like y'all can't be Sigma's yet. Our grad chapter said, no, they was hot at me. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done trying to be a Dean. And God was like, thank you. Now let me show you some more things. And he just started showing me more and more and more. Um, and then it got to the point to where he just took the whole brotherhood, brotherhood scholarship and service and broke it down to me. It was like, hey, you know, these Greek Lord organizations are literally a copycat of the body of Christ, right? He's like, you're looking for brotherhood in, in Phi Beta Sigma, but I gave you a body of Christ full of brothers and sisters. You don't need another brotherhood. You're talking about scholarship, but that's worldly wisdom and knowledge that you're gaining. Study to show yourself approved. Study this word of God. That's the scholarship you need. Service. What do you mean service? You're serving these people, but you're pointing them back to you instead of pointing them to me. So that's not real service. You should be pointing them to me. They're a copycat of my body of Christ. So it's time for you to come out. And, and from there, I was like, you know what? This is about to get real ugly. Like people aren't going to like this, but I got to leave this alone. And I pulled one Sigma to the side that I trusted. And I told him, and then I told one other person, and then I told my line, and then I told my chapter, and then the rest was, as they say, history. Yeah. And yeah. That, and that's true. Yeah. Like, when it comes to um, having to at least uh, let someone know of what the revelation is that uh, God and the Holy Spirit gave you, especially uh, with this major decision, uh, because uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning, uh, there's definitely an awakening that's been happening since I would probably say like 2017 with uh, a lot of uh, young uh, uh, kings and queens and also even some of the um, the older members that have been a part of these organizations that are having a mass exodus, literally uh, like during Moses time uh, coming out 
of these organizations and these occult groups. And so God is definitely up to something. The Holy Spirit is definitely moving. And I know uh, Brother P had a couple questions uh, for us. Uh, and this one goes to you, uh, Brother Ant. Um, Brother P wanted to know earlier, because I know uh, you are definitely a certified uh, full-fledged pastor. He said, uh, and I'm putting it on the screen for us. He said, um, Brother Anthony, how should believers challenge any apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers uh, that may be involved in uh, this type of idolatry? Like, what would you uh, give people are some basic things or even some basic uh, scriptures uh, to challenge uh, their pastors, especially in black churches where pastors may seem untouchable or that they can't be checked uh, based off of their position? Like, what, what advice would you give to uh, people who are in the membership of that church? Uh, I learned a leadership maxim many years ago, and it simply says, uh, relationship precedes reproof. In other mm -hmm. words, before I can dress somebody down or really help somebody, I need to have a relationship with them. So uh, that goes a long way. When people know who you are, they begin to trust you, and uh, God opens the door and allows you to be able to share with them. So I would go a long way and say relationship goes a long way. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> I remember when, again, as pastor, the local uh, Freemasonry group wanted to have, they got a big day called St. John's Day. And mm. uh, they wanted me to be the speaker. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't want me to be the speaker for St. John's Day. And, and the same thing when churches, I mean, churches hold Greek days. I mean, I saw a video uh, involving that where all of the divine nine were represented. They were there in front of the altar. And I'm like, man, I know, ooh, I know God, God, ooh, I mean, he, God has to be sick to his stomach, you know, uh, that people who say they love him uh, are so firmly entrenched in this idolatry. And then when the pastor got up to preach, he, he said that Jesus was the dean of pledges and the disciples were the pledges. And I'm like, man, heaven help us. So uh, again, the, the best way, you, you have to have a relationship, you know, and who knows, God may give you that platform. Or God may give you that form or that audience that will allow you to be able to say that. But I think, for instance, even me, my story has gotten out there enough that there are people who know uh, uh, the move that I have made. So some of them are interested. They want to hear. And boy, they, well, you can really pique their curiosity when they know that you know uh, uh, something about uh, their particular group. You know, uh, 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 you know, Deltas with Minerva, you know, and they'd be like, what, 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 what you know about that? You know, <laughs> and uh, nothing's a secret now anymore uh, uh participating in the come out from among them group uh being shared with some of the resources and stuff uh, i mean listen uh and i don't want to prolong my answer but i would just tell people to seek the purity and sincerity of christ you know him and him alone him only not all of this periphery stuff and I can't speak for anybody else, but man, hey, like I said, I'm 61. I just celebrated my 36th wedding anniversary. I got 
four children and last month just got my fourth grandchild. The older you get, some of those things that used to be important or you thought were important, they don't mean anything anymore. You know, right. hey, you know, uh, uh, Paul says in Galatians 1.10, he said, uh, if I would seek to please men, I would not be a servant of God. And Amen. I'm seeking to please God. Amen. I got a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, you know? Yep. And so anything that's going to uh, 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 be a ball and chain around my leg and keep me from um, knowing Christ and him crucified, then, hey, I need to get rid of that. Right. You know, uh, 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 Paul said in Philippians chapter three, uh, I was a Pharisee. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews, the stock of Israel. He, I mean, he runs it down. And, and some of us do that same kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha and, and I live in such a neighborhood and I drive such a car. And right. A, and Paul said that all of that was dumb. Mm. Man, uh, uh, manure. I read, I reach young people, doo doo. <laughs> it's not, it don't mean anything. And, 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 and I thank God that that's where I am now uh, in my own personal life. And I want to try to help other people because, man, listen, I got some guys that God is blessing me to be able to uh, work with and share with now. I call it the double whammy. They're not only in fraternities, they're in the Freemasons also. Right. And I'm like, is, is, is that sense of belonging that strong in your life that you got to be a part of all of this? And thank you, Brother Stevenson, for reminding us we got brotherhood and sisterhood right in the body of Christ. I know a lot of times I don't learn people's first name because mm. it's Brother Stevenson, it's Brother McLean, it's a uh, 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 Brother Julian, you know? <laughs> I, you know I, I may not ever know your whole name because you are my brother you are my sister in Christ. So yes. uh, uh, the biggest thing I would say uh, is you got you, you, you have to have a relationship, you know, uh, to begin and allow God to open that door for you to be able to share with somebody who's so firmly entrenched and trapped in, in, in Greekdom, Freemasonry or whatever they happen to be a part of. No, that's so true, uh, Brother Ant. That's so true, especially... Uh, when it comes to coming to you, uh, Thomas, we we all have been there in that position uh, where we know that we should have made the decision sooner than we than we did. Uh, but because we have a family member uh, that's in this organization, uh, we have possibly even a parent uh, that brought us into this organization as a legacy or even our pastor uh, or our our first lady, uh, such and such. Uh, is a part of this sorority or this fraternity. So why should I feel the need to have to get out? Uh we had so many jewels that were being dropped this episode that we had to split it into two episodes. And so we're going to come back with our next part two uh, for the next episode. So hopefully you've been enjoying the jewels for today and make sure you do not miss part two. You won't want to miss it. Thank you.